just start the protectors podcast what's going on jody how you been good good i'm doing great you know the the great thing about jody is she taught me how to shoot well one of the people who taught me how to shoot she taught me how to be a great instructor well an instructor i don't know if i'm great but she did teach me how to be an instructor so thank you jody and welcome to the show Thank you. Well, I'm sure you're great since I taught you. Oh, absolutely. Anybody that Jody teaches is great. I really, you know what? You are the first female instructor I've ever had. And that is why I think I learned so much from you. It's because you were patient and you taught me like different fundamentals that I've never had before. And I think my grouping has been so much better since we had that instruction. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that's, well, that's the goal, right? <laughs> you want everybody to be accurate, right? That is the goal. How did you get into all this stuff? Well, I uh, I actually am from, from Minnesota. So I used to shoot in my backyard because that's what you do there. <laughs> oh, I did not know you were from Minnesota. Yeah, I am. You can't tell with the language, right? <laughs> I went to college in Maine, Cato. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, Yeah. That's funny. You I, betcha. Don't that. I don't talk like that, but I'm from Northern Minnesota. Like almost, oh. I almost should have that, but I, I don't have it. You're basically Canadian. You might be dual citizenship and we don't even know it. <laughs> almost. Yeah. yeah. I should have gotten that actually. <laughs> Throw a rock and we'll be there. Oh my gosh. That's funny. I used to, um, I, I ended up there after the, after the army and then I was in the guard in the cities and I used to do this little counter drug mission during the summers where I'd go around and cut down all the weed, the marijuana all over Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota has that? I yeah, can't... it has it all over. It's crazy. No, it could grow there. It's so cold. It, you know, it like three months. Well, I should say six weeks out of the year because it's like it's like Arctic wonderland in Minnesota. It is. like The summer is like two weeks long. That's the only time we visit. <laughs> you know, that's one thing I like about, you know, Minnesota and having land is being able to shoot. So, you know, growing up, planking in your backyard, how did you get to start refining? Well, I, I didn't do it when I was young, like refined it necessarily, but my dad was a hunter. And so he would actually, uh, you know, train me a little bit and we would go to the dump and go shooting. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found a piece of glass one time when we were shooting and I'm completely bleeding out. And he's like, I got to finish these rounds. We're fine. <laughs> and so I still have a scar on my leg from that. And so that's my shooting experience when I was young. And and then I didn't shoot for a long time. And I actually um, I met someone who owned a firearms training academy. And so I started to do, I was doing marketing consulting at the time. And so I started to do his marketing and I got deeper into it. And, and people started asking me to train them. And so I just continued to get certified from there and, and just create my own business out of that. And, and, and what I really was finding because there was a specific niche because there are so many tactical Joes out there <laughs> and uh, they're just trying to look cool. And for me, it's not about looking cool, not in that respect anyway. It's about being effective and accurate and safe. And, and that's my bottom line. And so that's where I really wanted to create my own path to be able to make an impact. Yeah. And you know, 
so for the backstory, I did the NRA instructor course and I had to do that in order to teach CCW and teach basic stuff here in Virginia. And I went to Jody's course and it wasn't like tactical Joe. It wasn't like vet bro. It was like a very diverse group of people in there. There were some people who were kind of leaning towards tactical Joe, but a lot of people just wanted to learn how to effectively train people with basic firearms. And I, you did an excellent job. And now I'm, I'm kind of seeing it with your marketing background and everything. You kind of have this, this cool thing going on. <laughs> yeah. I don't look like the typical firearms instructor, <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. Right. Because then people are, are hopefully going to pay attention and listen. Cause they're a little bit intrigued. <laughs> they're not sure what's going to really uh, come out of my mouth. And I think I'm the hairstylist down the street sometimes, <laughs> but, but uh, my, my really, my other passion is fashion. And so you'll see a lot of that, you know, coming out. We actually have a concealed carry line too, that's coming out. So my passion of fashion will meet the firearms and we can do both. <laughs> it seems like, you know, firearms has changed so dramatically over the past 20 years and especially over the past few years. And I took your course probably about two years ago, a year and a half, two years ago. And so many people are getting into firearms now. And so many people who have never even touched a firearm want to learn the basics of a firearm, even if they're not going to own one, they want to learn how to handle it. So let's, let's talk about what have you seen in the past couple of years? And let's go with three years because it's probably been about three years since it started really growing. Yeah, I've seen a huge transition. People get into it for so many different reasons. And, and I find that most women get into it because they're watching the news. They're seeing the crimes increase in their neighborhoods. They're worried about protecting their children. Or maybe they have husbands that now are gun guys and have an arsenal in the house. They want to know how to use it in case something happens. And, and so there's a lot of different reasons why, but it's totally evolved. And it has been the people that have never touched one and never imagined that they would use one. I actually asked this question now in my class at the beginning, how many of you never thought that you would ever be in a class like this to purchase a firearm? And, and the majority of them raised their hands like they can't believe it, especially the women. And, and so I really have seen that transition. And also in the instructor level where we're seeing a lot more diversity in the industry than we used to before, which I'm very happy about. We need to have everybody educated. And, and the other thing that I'm seeing is that there is also an increase in people wanting to be the tactical Joe. And so there's so much bad information that's out there and a lot of bad images that people think are the cool thing to emulate. And that's where we're going to see more negligence, I think, as we go down the road, if we don't kind of put a stop to some of that. I am so glad you said that. You know, here's the deal. Is I've, I've been in law enforcement. I've been military. I've, I've been around a block a couple times with different agencies and different everything. I am by no means a tactical Joe. I am by no means an expert instructor. And I'll be the first one to say that. But so many people, just because they have a title or a background, think they can be a qualified instructor, a qualified trainer. And it's just not true. It's absolutely not true. No, it's not. And and I see that in so many respects where the gun guys, they've just been in it for so many years. They think they're amazing. You might be able to shoot, but it doesn't mean you know how to train people how to shoot. It doesn't mean you've ever been trained on how to be safe and consistent and train someone else to be safe and consistent because there's so many considerations. And I see a lot of this happening with like husbands training wives and, and boyfriends and girlfriends where the guys think that they're amazing and they're training the woman incorrectly and unsafe. And it's going to be a problem for them down the road because they think they know when they really don't. 
And and so it's a constant like, you know, cycle of, you know, crazy that's going on. (laughs) And I'm trying to really be a force in, you know, getting people to step back a minute and understand that you can't shoot fast until you can shoot slow. (laughs) That is the absolute truth. And that's one thing you did with us is like, you made us shoot slow and I'm so used to this. Like, Hey, boom, I'm going to get my group in there. It's got to be in a certain group. Cause I've always been like combat shooting or, or kind of like I would in the field if I had to. And that is one thing that's incredible is your one-on-one interaction with your students. And that is one thing I've never seen before about being up close with them, keeping an eye on a student, not the target, keeping an eye on how they're handling, manipulating the, the weapon and being able to, if they start, you know, lazing back, if they start going backwards first time, listen, we've all seen the videos where they pull that trigger for the first time and they wave the gun around and you taught me an easy way to manipulate, to get that, you know, just nicely take the weapon away. Yeah. That's my number one training tool that I train all instructors because I'm ready for them to be crazy after the first shot. Adrenaline, fear, they don't know what to expect. Um, there's, you know, there's so much happening. And so when they fir- first feel that shot, you don't know what they're going to do. Like I only put one round in and I'm ready to take it out immediately. <laughs> I don't give them any time. I just, and I tell them I'm going to take it before they even shoot. I'm like, I'll take it. And then you can breathe a second. <laughs> and you know, I did that with my son. I took, I brought my son to the range and I'm sitting there right with him, right next to him. And I'm ready to go. I mean, he's 13. And now he's getting interested in shooting sports and it's like transition. It's like, you don't just necessarily have to take your course to become an instructor. You do have other courses, don't you? I do. I have many and it just depends on where people are with their level and where they want to go. You know, that we can go all the way. I I train a lot of FBI, Homeland Security, law enforcement, and primarily when they're failing their qualifications because their training is missing the fundamentals. And like you said, you had a lot of that high level training, but they don't really visit that part, which is really critical for your levels of accuracy. And, you know, I constantly talk about, you know, the agency side of it where we need to create a higher standard because people are going to only go to the lowest level. And our standards are very low. And when it comes to, you know, accuracy, we don't see that with agency. And I'm not blaming the individuals. I'm blaming our systems because we're not putting those things in place. And we don't see law enforcement giving people time in their schedule to practice. We don't see them providing them with ammunition so they don't have to pay it out of their own pocket. We're not giving them the tools to be able to facilitate this so that they're successful, which is which is a trickle down effect. As we see, you know, the results within the community of, of all of the incidents that we continue to have. And, and, you know, we can get into active shooter a little bit, but that's where that becomes really relevant. Well, big text ordinance. I love shopping at big text ordinance. You know why they have an outstanding customer experience. And what do I mean by that? That's one of their principles. They want you to go there, check out their inventory, their live inventory, meaning if it's on their site and it says it's there, it is there. They're not shipping from somewhere else. They are, have it in stock in their warehouse, ready to go. To me, that is outstanding. That is absolutely outstanding because when I'm doing a build, when I need a part, when I need anything, I kind of want to have it now. I don't know that maybe it's this Amazon generation or whatever, but I want to have that product as soon as I can, whether it's finishing up a build or whether it's buying just a new part or new anything, magazines through anything. I want to have it and I want to have good communication when I'm having it. So if I order it, big text is going to send me an email. They're going to say, hey, you know what? It's on its way. 
and I guarantee you it's going to be there as soon as they can get it to me. So check out Big Techs. They are really doing big things because they're Big Techs. <laughs> so check out Big Techs Ordinance. Excellent, excellent, excellent customer experience. Well, look at it this way too. It's like, I, you know, I'm a Fed, and I get three hours a week to go work out. Now, other than that, I get once a quarter, once every three months, we go and we shoot, we qual. Maybe we'll throw in some dynamic shooting here and there. But the reality is we just don't have the resources, and we're not putting it towards it. Like this agency I'm with now, we have a really a new dynamic group of people, and they're trying to get out there. But when you have a lot of agents out there working cases, they're like, ah, do I really have to go and do something extra on that day we're calling? And a lot of them don't want to take that extra time because they don't think it'll ever happen to them, especially in the Fed world. Police world, yeah, you're always you're you never know what's gonna happen day to day. But in the Fed world, there really is lacking having extra training out there, yeah, or even having training resources available. So let's say you can get a discount on a gym. How come you can't reach out to each individual areas and reach out to people like you, other people who are willing to like, you know, hey, an hour here, an hour there, two hours here, here's 50 rounds of ammo. And you do that one shot at a time, one shot at a time, get used to just being skilled with your firearm again. Yeah. And the fundamentals are something that never get revisited again along the path of people's careers within the agency. They just assume that since you had it that first week when you joined 20 years ago that you got it and they don't ever go back to it. And so so it never gets brought up as, you know, here's your issues and let's fix it. And, and I find that the firearms instructors in the agency they also haven't had a lot of that great training. So they just say, here's what you're doing wrong. And they don't know how to coach them on how to be successful. And so they're also missing that piece. So there's a lot of issues. Well, look at it this way. The last time I went to a basic academy was, um, well, it was 22 years ago. And now 20 years, 20 something years ago after was when I went to my special agent academy. So 20 years is when I had the fundamentals. And if I don't, and like me, I love shooting. So I'll shoot on my off time. I'll, which build guns, I'll do all sorts of crap. But most agents that have been in a field have not been sh not taught fundamentals, not even really practice fundamentals. Maybe once a year, maybe once every couple of years, they'll go out there and shoot some dots on the target and be like, ah, you know, we're good. Let's just qual and get out of here. Yeah. But the reality is when, when you have that adrenaline pumping, you're going to go back to the fundamentals. And if you don't have the fundamentals, it's, it's going to be a shit show. Yeah, exactly. And I, my method is super simplistic. So people can learn it quickly and easily because the whole goal is to do something that they're going to be able to actually implement and learn that in that short period of time. Cause you also see with agency training and I hear this all the time is that, you know, you have bits of, of training that you do here and then you'll do it again in another year. And then you, so you don't ever visit it. So there's no muscle memory. You don't remember it. You don't practice it. And so in order to be able to cultivate something that's actually going to be applicable where they can actually use it, We've got to give them something simple that they can make it happen quickly and then be able to continue to do it, you know, in their short periods of time. Because our dry fire, you know, we talk about that being such an important part of your firearms training. And there are some people that do it, but if you don't do it right, it's irrelevant, right? <laughs> I didn't know you had a workbook now, the Mackie method. Yes. Yeah. It's my own because I've had so many instructors. So I've certified over 3,500 nationwide now. Wow. Uh, let me let me read this real quick. It's a science. 
confidently train your students to hit the bullseye safely, quickly, and consistently. Marksmanship is ultimately what will build credibility and referrals when training students and building a firearms business. Learn how to obtain accuracy in its most simplistic form, resulting in success for all. That is key right there because you're teaching instructors to teach, to, to train. And I like that. Yeah. And they all ask me, you know, they all say, can we record you? Can we take pictures? I'm like, no, I'm going to put it in a book. <laughs> and so I finally have the book and it's going to be coming out soon. And, and we're excited about getting that launched because I feel like people need those tools to be able to help other people be successful. And, and I have people sometimes say, well, you're training competitors in the industry. There's no competitors. We're all doing a service to the community to create responsible gun owners and handlers and, and, and safe people. And there's so many people with them. And so all of us can, can contribute to that. We need to, in order to make sure we all stay alive. <laughs> well, listen, you know, when, when I, uh, and I keep bringing it up, getting the instructor thing in order to find an open course now to become an instructor, to find an open course for anything out there is it's almost near impossible unless you're looking six months out. I interview a ton of authors, a ton of authors and all around the same genre. You are not chain. They're all helping each other out because there's enough to go around. There are enough people out there who want to learn. So if someone goes to your course, they like your course and you say, Hey, you should check out this other person. And then you go to their course. There's a lot, there's so much to go around. So it's better to have a good network than to be so closed off to not want to help other people out in the market. Yeah, absolutely. And the firearms is a business. And I find that there's a lot of gun people, right? That, but the gun people aren't necessarily business people and they're two different things. And there's more levels of learning to that to be able to, to maintain success. You know, there's, there's, because everybody's doing it, there's a lot of people. There's not a lot of people doing it well. And, and so if you learn how to do it well, then you can easily be successful because you, you stand out, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of, lot of noise out there. There is a lot of noise. Stay off of social media. When you are trying to go and find a competent instructor, do your research. Just because someone, ha it looks flashy and it looks like they were, they're all pumped up and they're all geared out doesn't mean they're necessarily going to teach you how to shoot. And especially teach you how to be an instructor. Because that's, you know, I'm going to keep telling you all day long, Jody. You are probably, you know, you taught me a lot more in that course over the weekend than I've learned in a long time in order to help other people out. So what's the way of the future? You're going to write books. You're going to train. You're going to market. Yeah, so there's a lot happening. So we have the, the concealed carry line. The women's line is going to launch first. If we can, we'll translate it to men's. But I've been trying to get this out for a while, but the manufacturing slowdown has been killing us. <laughs> and uh, it's part of it's coming from Spain. So, But it's looking like that's coming in this year. We're very excited for that. And uh, and then we're just trying to continue to spread the message on on the, the marksmanship and the training and the and the, the proper you know gun ownership and the responsibility of all of that so that people feel the gravity of what they're doing. A lot of people come into my classes because I teach all levels. They come in thinking that they're bulletproof because they're going to get a gun. And, and we know that's not true, right? Especially, you know, you see people shot every day in the field and it's just because we have one doesn't mean we, we're, we're not going to be able to be injured. And, and so having all of those other tools to hopefully never use it is really our training ultimately. Like we need all these other tools in advance to prevent it from happening because our goal is always prevention versus aftermath. And, and so we're constantly trying to educate that, but also bringing in, you know, more of the agency training so that we can get back to 
you know, that higher level of, of standard, because when we look at the active shooters, you know, right now with the level of accuracy that we have nationwide with law enforcement, most of them aren't going to hit, hit the shooter. They're going to shoot a lot of civilians along the way. And, and so when we have that low standard, you know, that's, what's going to happen. So we want to continue to bring that service to help the community and help the agencies so that they are also less at risk because it also puts them at more risk when they don't have those skills. And, and so that's one of the other things. We also train on college campuses because we're trying to affect the assault statistics. We're seeing that every day. Um, I know you are well-versed in the human trafficking situation, and that's a huge concern right now. And people aren't always hearing enough about it, as you know. And mm-hmm. uh, and I see a lot of the things happening with, uh, you know, attempted kidnappings and things like that within retail retail stores and parking lots, but they won't advertise that because they don't want to appear unsafe. So again, people don't have the real picture of what it looks like. Yeah, I could understand that completely. Um, People don't know what's going on in the world. We live in these little bubbles. So last thing, if you're a first time gun buyer, you're going to go out and buy a gun. You don't know really a lot about them. Um, doesn't matter if you're female or not. Um, what kind of advice would you give a first time? I'd say do not buy it until you get training because you don't know what you're looking for. And there's so many different considerations. And, and even after I train someone initially on the basics, I give them the idea on the fundamentals on what they need to look for when they're buying. But then I'll give them a laundry list of recommendations and then they have to go research it and go to a range and try before you buy right? Because you never know. There's a lot of bad guns out there. Like if you know the fundamentals, you can shoot any and be amazing, but there's a lot of them that are not great. And so having the right gun is so important. And so my, my goal is to to always say, do not buy it until you try it. And until you get advice and understand exactly what the fundamentals look like in a good way, right? Because there's a lot of people that will recommend all day that are not necessarily the experts you want to take advice from. (laughs) Just because someone's behind a counter in a gun store doesn't mean they're like, you know, that good. Some, you know, especially nowadays with jobs, uh, watch out who you're buying from. And I like the idea of go there, get trained, figure out what you want and try so many ranges. Now you can go and you can try guns. Someone to help you out. See what you like. You like a 389 millimeter 44 Magnum. Um, I'd highly not really recommend that for your first gun, but yeah, you know, check it out. But everybody, check out Girl on Fire. You have a lot going on, Jody, and I'm I'm glad you came on the show today. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, and I'm, I'll have to see you at the range soon. Like we'll have to get back there again. We're gonna have to go training soon. I, I need to get one of those like complimentary, you know, stand in, hang out in the back, and watch you and learn how to teach again. Yeah, for sure. Anytime, anytime. Well, I appreciate it, and and thank you for what you're doing, and I I really appreciate the education that you're bringing out to the community in so many different ways. You're bringing out so many, uh, so many tools, so many, so much education. And, and there are a lot of people that, again, that are doing it in a poor way. And so I'm happy to see you putting out all of the things that you are. Thanks a lot, Jody. Thank you.